The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. To episode 157 of the Boys of Tech for Monday, the 12th of March 2012. My name is Edwin Herman coming to you live from the studios here in Wellington. Also joining me in Wellington, but over Skype, is first of all Brett King. Howdy. And also joining us over Skype, but from Brisbane, Australia, from Drinkle, welcome along, Alec Doughty. Greetings and salutations. Now, I understand you, you two being gamers, you'd both be pretty excited about the release of that game that was released recently. Very Mass much Effect so. 3, Edwin. <laughs> Very yes, much Mass so. Effect. <laughs> Whatever it was called, that, that thing. Absolutely <laughs> stellar game. Absolutely yeah. stellar series. Yeah, no, Mass Effect 2 was, was, I think, perhaps game of the year for me last year. Oh. Or the year before. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely game of the year. I played it last year, but it was it was released like the year before, wasn't it? Now, Brett, I understand. Didn't you go to a launch of some sort? Oh yeah, yeah. The for really popular games, the most of the game stores will have a midnight launch because they're not allowed to sell it until like that day, but they're allowed to sell it at one minute into that day. So I went it, to a midnight launch of Mass Effect Three. So is that day the same worldwide? Uh, no. Well, sometimes some game releases are that way, but for Mass Effect 3, they actually released it in three staggered lots. Uh, America got it on the 6th. Parts of Europe got it on the 5th. No, the 8th. I think it's the 8th. And we got it on the 9th. Oh, okay. So they did, they did stagger it. Yes. But not too far apart. No, it's, no. It, it's not, not like the rest of the like- world waits six months. Exactly. It's nothing like um, Star Wars Old Republic, for instance. Yeah. Yeah, Which yeah that think, was like two two months before we got it, wasn't it? Well, it only came out on the 1st of March, yeah. yeah. Officially. So for, so for this game, there was no point uploading it to megaupload.com or anything? No, no. That and megaupload doesn't exist. You know that, Ed. Well, okay, hot file then. And <laughs> most game manufacturers these days will have some online part to it where it has to authenticate or, you know, yeah. or they'll have some online distributed thing which they add to their game to make people want to buy it firsthand instead of buying used copies of games. Ah, okay, so there are some incentives that they build in. Yeah, yeah, they, they build in incentives to make you actually purchase it. Exactly. And the, the Mass Effect series are, is just definitely worth the actual purchase. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely be getting it. It's been a bit busy. So do you know if it's available on um, Steam? I would think no. so. No, it is only available. Well, it's um, on the, your two consoles and PC, um, but on PC it is only available through um, EA's Origin service. Oh, damn it! I'll have to sign up to Origin then. Yeah. Well, if you've got or been playing the other Mass Effect games, you already signed up to Origin because the Bioware account is an Origin account. Ah. It just uses the same thing already. Yeah. They're all linked, so you don't. Actually, I should probably get, get it on PlayStation anyway because I was playing the second one on PlayStation. 
Well, so yeah, I want my character to import the game. Yeah. <laughs> if you want that follow through, and it you know takes over a thousand different points of of note from your previous Mass Effect Two game, and if you imported it from Mass Effect One, the Mass Effect One game, yeah, there will be things that you did in Mass Effect One which will only show up the impact of in Mass Effect Three. Brilliant! It's great. I've already come across a couple in my That's playthrough awesome. so far. <laughs> And I've only been play. I've only played it. Um, I've only had a chance to play it for about five hours so far, and already I've seen neat little things awesome. coming up. It's great. Now I just googled this game because I know zilch about it. You've and got me ex- excited for it. Well, I was going to say, as exci- <laughs> well, the thing is, as excited Hang on, as you two, I've got to go. I'm going to the game store. <laughs> Look, as excited as you two are about it, I don't know. I'd rather have my bus simulator game. Well, that is that's your kind of game, Edwin. You're you're the bus simulator. Well, maybe you will be excited about the fact that they are redoing SimCity. Oh. They now have um, bus. The name oh, I can never remember right. the name of the company that does it. <laughs> are they really putting buses they in do there? The, they do the Sims. Oh, I was being facetious. Oh. <laughs> but they are they're redoing SimCity and they're yeah, redoing. And it actually looks awesome. Based on it, it looks great. Yeah. and that's old. the sort of simulation. Yeah. But they are completely redoing it. Well, it's 10 years since the last SimCity came out, SimCity 2000. Mm-hmm. And they are putting out a new version, all souped up and ready for But Edwin the original creator, not involved in the project. But the original, well, members of the original team are involved. Yeah. So that makes it okay. Yeah, yeah. It's some continuity anyway. Okay, so let's look ahead anyway at this, some of the stories uh, before we do end up doing a, a game show. A game show, that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> spin and win on the boys of death. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'll spin the wheel, Ed. Oh, you miss a turn. Oh. Okay, Alec, your turn. <laughs> Bail out. <laughs> All right, look, uh, let, let's, uh, let's go straight to jail and not collect $200 and not go past go. Okay, if you want to monopolize the game time, Edwin, you can do that. <laughs> oh, yes. Look, um, you threw me right off track there, but uh, oh, that's right. I was going to introduce some of the stories. So looking ahead at some of the stories, Apple has released the latest version of the iPad. Some are calling it the iPad 3. Google is releasing a new product called Google Play. It's not really a new product, but you'll find out about it when we talk about it. And also Google Chrome is the first to fall in this year's Pwn to Own. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, Chrome isn't uh, isn't immune. Sure, but sure. Again, we'll talk <laughs> more about that in just a second. So first up, the iPad 3, or is it? What do you mean, or is it? Well, well they've dropped the, they've yeah. dropped the the moniker. It's no longer they're no longer calling the, the iPad by the one two three designation. It's okay, just but, the iPad. So in the same but way, that's that just not going to work. The iPods, the iPod touches the Macs, their iMacs, that all of well, those you know, ones it have. will have a some kind of extra acknowledgement on it. Oh, absolutely. Even, even if you look It'll at the, the iPod, sure. Third generation. If you get an iPod, yeah, if you get an iPod Nano, you're getting an iPod Nano. What is it, fourth generation now? Fifth. Fifth. Yeah. fifth. No, sixth. Okay. Fifth. That, that, that will be subtext rather than. Yeah, so the there name. will be. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just silly. How are you going to be able to know? Do your traditional now, the thing Mac is, fan? But he, here's the thing: with the air ma- jerk. He, with know, the, with, I've got the iPad three. I was like, no, you don't. You've just got an iPad. <laughs> yeah, but look, with the Macs, for example, 
you have like iMac and you, you'll say like mid 2007, for example. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, but that's just but, lame. That's got none of the pop, the zip. It's because iMacs are just so last decade. It's all about the iPad thing now. But now, now they've they've dropped the the number. You can't you can't epeen it. You can't say I've got the the, the latest one. It's just well, no, it's just an iPad. Yeah, it kind of does make it hard when you're trying to identify it, like for, for selling or yeah, you know, what reselling. You got? Well, I've got the iPad, the iPad two, and the iPad. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with Brett. They they could have done this at the start at least and just gone iPad and and not mention any number and 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 continue that way as they did with the Max. But the thing is, they've already gone iPad, iPad two, and now it's like back to iPad, and that's worse. Yeah. What are they going to? Is the next iPhone just going to be the iPhone? Because that's not going to work. I think the Everybody's iPhone. Everybody's going to call it the iPhone five. Yeah. Well, I think the iPhone is the one device that they'll keep using the numbering. Just because they're so far down the life cycle of that device. It is kind of weird. Like they're, they're already five devices in. You know, the funny thing is, in a lot of the news and blog sites, the name of the iPad is catching more attention in some cases than the actual upgrades and new features. Well, that's Just because, like this show. Just that's like on this show. Every we started with that, didn't we? That they have put into the new iPad. Is what all of the rumors said they were going to put into the new iPad last month. All right, what did they, what so they put in, Brett? Take has us had through. those rumors around. You take well, us it's through. got the Retina display. Bada yes. bing, Retina display. It's got 4G. Better cameras. Better cameras. Oh, one better camera. Uh, one one the better 4 camera. Gigahertz. The 4 gigahertz. Four the 4-core. Four, that's the four right. 4-core A5, is it? The A5? Yeah, or yeah the A5. Yeah. Yeah, so the four core A5 processor, and that is your big. No, 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 no. The blocks. graphics, the graphics is is four core. The CPU is still dual core. Really? Yeah, yeah. The processor is yeah. It's four. It's quad core graphics. Obviously, it needs it needs a lot of cores to handle pumping stuff to its new Retina display. Exactly, mm. it does. Mm-hmm, it does. Mm-hmm. And but what about that Retina display? Wouldn't that look stunning? Well, you know, that's what everybody said the iPad two should have had. Mm-hmm. The iPad 2 was no big whoop over the iPad. The had it had the Retina display, but the other things that what is the iPad still lacking? It's still lacking lacking any sort of expansion capability. You have to rely on its inbuilt. It still doesn't have real a, a real file system. It doesn't have real file sharing capability. It doesn't it never have, will. And yeah, basically, it's it seems that way. The way that that Apple has designed this device is that it's never going to be able to really properly handle files. So it's always going to be this kind of annoying device that everybody wants, especially executives. All the executives want them, but they're going to have to use completely third-party methods of getting it off, or they're going to have to constantly sync it with something to get files off. You can't exactly go to a meeting type up. Yeah, I I agree with you to a point, Brett. I agree with you to a point, but I think you're talking, and the reason I agree, is that you're coming from a very sort of power user perspective, and most people aren't going to want that all, all that extra stuff. I think a lot of users don't care whether a computer has a file system or not. Well, it's not just the fact that if, whether or not it has a good file system underneath it, because that is very that is very geeky. But it's the implications of not having a proper file system beneath it is the fact that you create your 
document in an app and then you have to get the app to either email it to you or use a third party file, you know, cloud file sharing to get it off or you need to sync it. You can't just get it into the file system Agreed. and then grab they, it off there. What, so you can't create something do. in a meeting and then give it to someone without creating it in a meeting and then having to email it or something else. And you've got to think of the different places where iPads and these tablets are starting to, you know, show up. We're talking executives in different corporates who are handling business essential information, business IP, medical professionals with these devices, all having to use either sync them directly with the base station or use email or third party cloud providers to transfer their stuff around. I think what Apple needs to do is actually to release some solid APIs within the operating system itself to so that um, third-party developers can integrate directly into iCloud. They, they have. Mm. This is the whole thing they have. This is when, when they announced iCloud, well, all developers, all developers of apps can, if they choose to, take advantage of those functions so that people can then chuck th- things through, through the cloud or have it automatically appear on the other devices. It's, well, there you go. There's no issue then. Mm. I think having a better system of getting it off, not having to put it into the cloud. Because once, uh, as we've talked about many times and as I've harped on about, once it's gone into the cloud, it's in the cloud. And depending on how much trust or how much security you've put around it, you can shoot yourself in the foot with losing stuff or having stuff pinched from you. It's there, not there, a, there it's were a whole not bunch a of other things that you need to. Uh, okay, so, so let's. This is what we're talking about is all good stuff, but it's nothing specific to the iPad 3. Let's talk about no. the camera upgrade. Now, they've upgraded the, the rear facing camera, but they've done nothing for the front facing camera. I don't think you really need the front facing camera to be. No, you that. don't need an HD camera on the front. We do not. When we do face chat, Ed, we do not need to see every pore. In your face. <laughs> when, you're doing, when you're doing FaceTime with your grandma so she can see the kids, the kids do not want to see what's up grandma's nose. Oh, goodness me. Uh, yes, okay. The interesting reaction because a lot of in people... In high definition. Well, I'm, 3D. <laughs> yeah. I'm just interested in, in the reaction because you're both pretty much singing the same song. But a lot of people have been saying we they should have done a much better camera for, you know, for front-facing camera. Ah, you if you want good shots, it's not, it's you use really... the, the rear-facing camera. No, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary. Like the one pixel camera that they have there is fine. Yeah. Especially when you're thinking about it being used in video conferencing. Imagine the bandwidth and the, the, um, the packets being sent down from a high-definition camera of your face. On a wireless connection, on, on a, a mobile connect. connection. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, yeah, especially over 3G or 4G. Jeez. Even though 4G might be fast, can you imagine what the data rates are going to be like? Yeah, well, exactly. You'll chew through your cap pretty quickly. <laughs> yes. And as we've talked about on previous shows, in the Southern Hemisphere, the caps aren't awesome. The data charges aren't great. No. So all in all, well, what do we think about this iPad 3 that we're not allowed to call the iPad 3 because it's just called the iPad? Is, uh, is it it's what the iPad 2 should have been. It's, it's what the iPad 2 should have been. Okay. Is it worth upgrading uh, if you've got one? No. If you've got an iPad 2, I'd stick with it. What about if you've got an yeah, iPad no 1? Point. Like me. If you've got an no, iPad. No, I'm not upgrading. Then no, I still wouldn't because there's nothing major. Because for what an iPad does and what most users of an iPad will use it for, 
the original iPad's got enough grunt for it. The extra grunt from this new one is to handle all of this, you know, all of the five megapixel HD, full HD camera recording, the retina display. and Well, the other thing that it's designed to do is, is not just output the video, but it's so that you can actually edit the video on the camera, on the device, on the iPad through iMovies. Oh, yeah. So, so That's that you don't... why we need those extra cores. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's so it's a, they're trying to turn it in, into a a media creation, creation and consumption device. Yeah, ex- exactly. Once again, it's Apple creating niches for itself to mm-hmm. fill. Mm-hmm. Creating niches that never existed before because if somebody wanted to create their media, they would film it on something, stick it on their computer, which is a much better system for doing it on, and then edit it. I agree. <laughs> but having said that, if these niches exist... We know that they're valid. They, they exist because Apple creates them. Yeah, but they're still valid because if people, if, if Apple or any company for that matter creates or tries to create a niche that is invalid, no one's going to use that thing or do that oh, thing. Oh, it depends on the marketing behind it and the must-have fashion itemness of it, that it factor. And Apple has just been on a massive roll with having that it factor. Because that it factor can draw people to something which they would never have thought they would ever want to do. Okay, that's part of it. But look, Android tablets are still selling. Yeah, they're selling quite good. So the Android devices don't have that it factor, as you're saying. It doesn't have the sort of sexy. No, no, you know, they, they fill in the. They're filling their appropriate need. And but it's the same thing. They're both they're tablets. Doing. They're both flat devices. That. Yeah, yeah, but they're competing in the niche that Apple first created. Okay, I'm agreeing with you, but what I'm saying, it's actually, that demonstrates that it's a valid niche. There is, people find a need for a mobile device that is about the size of a piece of paper. But you also get the counter it factor of, you get this device that everybody must have, but then you'll get people who who crave that it factor device, but do not want to get onto that it factor Well, that's why Apple still demand like a 80% lead in the tablet market. Android is just not gaining any headway in the tablet space, not well, like they have been in the mobile space. Well, we'll see how they go for this year because there are some really nice jumps ahead from some tablet manufacturers for... Well, they're going to need to. Now Now that the iPad, the new iPad, has written a display, I think that's going to be the benchmark for every device, computers mm. included, PCs mm. included. Well, we, I don't think it's going to be too we've far seen some before we actually stuff see coming out like from Samsung. 24, 28 inch monitors yep. that, that are capable of retina display to 280 or yeah. greater pixels per inch. Yep. Yeah. Well, we've got the retina display from Apple and we've got the, the brilliant new displays that are coming out from Samsung. Mm-hmm. There's some of their devices that are just absolutely wicked. So, yeah, it, when that ripples on to the rest of the VDU, market. One thing I've got to say is when Microsoft eventually start bringing out their uh, WoA Windows on ARM tablets, mm. those tablets are going to need to have kick-ass resolutions on those devices. Like a, a, a 1200 by 800 resolution is not going to cut it. Mm. As much as I love the operating system, and, and as I mentioned last week, I'm still using it as, as my... Uh, day-to-day operating system so so I can sort of get to know it, get to, to love it, and I do. I think it's great, but without comparable hardware, it's going to go nowhere. 
Now, I don't know if you remember Simon from episode 148. He's hanging out for a Windows 8 tablet. Yeah, so am I. Mm. And you are too. Yeah. I'm hanging out for a Windows 8 tablet. So I'm the only one here that would actually buy an iPad. Well, no, I already have an iPad. But you're leaving the iPad line, right? Uh, yeah, well, well, you're going to add two. You're going you're gonna to have add, to. I'll add to it. You add to, add to oh, the do, do you okay. pass the, the iPad off to somebody else? Yeah. I've been seeing some comments also about the disappointment that Apple makes nothing with e-ink. And I'm just wondering, with the retina display, is that a little bit closer? It's, it's, not, not, the really. same, it's not the same as no. e-ink. But it's it doesn't make it easier. It's not close at all. Not, not at it all. Will that's not the point. It will oh, reduce eye strain, but it's, it's still not comparable. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm iffy as to whether or not how much it will reduce eye strain because it's not about how crisp the, the text is because unless you've got really tiny text, we're talking about an iPad-sized device. That's quite a lot of text to have on a page. It makes a big difference for phone-sized device. But a, an iPad-sized device, which is you know bigger than a regular novel page anyway, the text size on that shouldn't really benefit massively unless you're using really squirrely sorts of fonts, obviously. But it's that glare, the fact that it's an active screen. Yeah, I mean, obviously beaming, it's never going to be the same, but, but does it, into your eyes. is it going to make it a little bit easier and perhaps a little bit more attractive for people who are considering doing easier the odd bit to, of reading? Easier to read off of, but it will have exactly the same drawbacks that uh, the iPads already have, which is big glossy piece of glass. Doesn't handle daylight. Stuff on top of you. Yeah, you can't yeah, read it, it in the daylight. daylight. Mm-hmm. The glare is just going to be horrible. That's the big one. In fact, it's, it's, it's the daylight thing, which is its real drawback. Well, it also suffers from the, the drawback that just reading electronic text off a monitor has, and that is the fact that there's this bright device that you are constantly looking at, which is where e-ink really gets to because it's it's a passive device. The, yeah, see, I'd really like to see Apple do something with e-ink, mm. have an e-ink device. Anyway, uh, let's move on and talk about Google Play. Now, Google Play is new, but it's not new. They've basically rebranded Android apps, music, movies, and e-books into one brand called Google Play, a bit like what I, I guess the iTunes store, the app store. Why do you think they're doing this? Why is it so important to them? Well, it just allows them to get everything under one banner. So instead of having all of these separate banners, which stuff is under, which can get confusing, you know, you, you want an app to go one place, yeah. So they're simplifying it by just creating their one storefront. Yeah, see, I and think it makes to that perfect one storefront sense. To get it. Yeah, it makes, so instead it makes of going sense. to, you know, instead of going to Amazon DVD and Amazon Books and Amazon whatever, you just go to Amazon and you get everything. This is their Same attempt to do that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah that, and, and that they, they needed to change the name because they couldn't leave it as the Android store. But market. The Android Marketplace because the name just carries a connotation that it's for Android users only, yeah. where that's not the point of this new store because you don't have to be an Android user to benefit from the movies or the music or the e-books. The e-books. Yeah, Correct. Exactly. So I think it was just a, a necessary move, and right. So the, it's a logical step. Yeah, it, I think it's so. almost expected. Step. Is is what yeah, you're saying, really? Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure about the name itself. I, I, don't think I it's like it. Dumb. No, I like it. It seems a little whimsical. Uh, yeah, a little flippant. Uh, whimsical, a little. It, it's not the sort of Google Play. 
it's like you go there to just muck around. See, I read it as Google Play. You hit the play button. Well, that's the, the intent. That, well, that, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, it is, yeah. but yeah, Brett's yeah, also yeah. Taking, taking the other meaning where... It mm. is just for play. <laughs> yeah. As in, yeah. No, I really like it. Gaming, but yeah, I mean, good luck to them. Oh, and it also completely depends on how they market it because yeah. we're getting first impressions off of knowledge of the name, not any of their actual marketing hoo-ha that will go along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I've been seeing some interesting commentary on that and one of the things that's being said is they need to be very careful that they get this right because now that it carries the Google name, it's Google Play, if it gets off on a bad foot, it it's completely reflects, reflects on, on Google exactly. itself instead of mm. Android. Mm. <laughs> Which is somewhat protected, so somewhat isolated in, in a way. Mm. Yeah. yeah, even though anybody Siloed off anybody to the side. That, yeah, mm. anybody who is anybody knows that Android is Google. But Well, that's right, but, you know, yeah, it's all... It's all about subconscious, isn't it? And the other thing about Google is that its Chrome browser this year was the first to fall in Pwn to Own. Oh, and don't they like to blow their horn about how secure their streak is over? Yeah, their browser is. Well, it is yes and no. I mean, okay, you're right. It's obviously been pwned. That's the whole point. But I must say, the French hackers who actually did that. First of all. Well, yeah, but hang on a sec. The French hackers who did that did say they targeted that first. So they worked on that first because it hadn't been knocked down. Uh, the The other thing to mention, though, they said it was it wasn't easy. And in their minds, it is still. The world's well, most secure browser. If they started the hack at the same time as the other people started their hacks, which if you were going to have a race is what you do, the fact that it fell first still means it was easier than the others. Or they were better hackers. Or they were better hackers. But what's their scores like in previous years? Well, that's, on a, other that's, browsers? A, that's a good question. But you know, yes, it, you'd need to be able to, <laughs> to, to measure those. Because yes, yeah, yeah. if they were a team of professional hackers up against a whole bunch of script kiddies, script kiddies attempting to hack Firefox, then yeah, no doubt they'll be faster. But <laughs> if they were up against equivalent level teams attempting to hack the others, then it does indicate that Chrome was... It may have been hard, but it was still the first of all. But it's already been ha- it's already been patched though as well. Already, or because they yeah. they're working on it, or have they actually released it now? Oh, I think they've already released the patch uh, okay. for it. Oh, very good. At Google. least in the Chromium project. Right. Okay. Right. So it may not have made it might way have been to a release to 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 everybody else, but yeah. Okay. Good work, Google. I quite like Chrome. It, it took me a while to to grow on me. At first, I didn't like it. And it's starting to grow mm. me. What do you guys think about Chrome? I like it. Fine. I've used it twice and I still prefer Opera. Uh, yeah, you too, Al. You like Opera as well. Indeed. Okay, what about if it was between Firefox and Chrome? Chrome. Chrome. I got burnt big time by the switch to Firefox 4. And yeah. What was so bad about I switched that? To- I switched too soon and Bloating. just got hit by how bad the the first of their big releases for four. Because I don't go in for the whole beta testing bug testing thing. Uh, I prefer to use something which has been tested and has been proven stable in that. And this was the first one that they said, you know, this is the first release of this, which is which is all good to use. So I installed it and did it not wasn't. like it. 
Disappointment. No, I, I, yes, I was disappointed. See, Opera. I... And so I decided at that point in time that, you know what, I'm not switching back to Internet Explorer because I use Internet Explorer at work. I will venture out into the other browsers I've used to use in different times before I switch to Firefox and see what they're like these days. Hmm. And so I gave, gave Opera a new go. Yeah, and, and I, yeah, I, I'm the same with it. you. I've been on and off with Opera. Yeah, I turned off Opera when it went adware. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> they had all of those ad-supported stuff in it. I was like, yeah. oh, God, no. no go away. Not yeah. yeah, that was about the time I, I sort of ditched them as well, but they ditched that yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> no, I think they realised, didn't they? I, realized, people I think didn't they like realised their user base just went through the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so no browser is safe, and that's really what I get from uh, Point to Own. No browser Absolutely. is safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, from professional hackers, no browser and virtually no app. Yeah, it's really no safe. operating system. No operating system is safe. Well, what about the Commodore 64 to... operating system? Oh, you, well, you know that. how easy it was to break that, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> the Raspberry but, Pi. No, that it, will, yeah. it will be quite a, a secure browser, a uh, secure OS, because you it's can't do not... Much. There aren't very many internet-enabled Commodore 64s. No, but there, there are, are some. some. Yes, there are. Some. <laughs> you, would, you would have to connect up the five point one inch floppy drive. Oh yeah, oh, that's right. They did too. They had the oh yeah with those weird noises they used to make. Yeah, and now, uh, now, I saw a brilliant video heads. recently on YouTube of a, a, a whole one? heap of floppy drives. Yeah, yeah, I saw that doing, one as well. Doing the soundtrack to Pirates of the Caribbean. There's, a, there's about two or three popular ones. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> well, they're, they're okay for the first, I don't know, 20 seconds, and then it's like, okay, that's cool, but I'll move on It's a on good now. novelty. Yeah, it's a good novelty. <sighs> yeah. Go listen to the entire songs, uh, see how they get the different nuances. Uh, you're obviously just listening to techno or something on them. I can't remember what it was. Okay, let's, Not a good <laughs> let's, let's talk about Kim.com just very briefly because just this week, some extradition papers have been filed against uh, Kim.com. And what's Shock interesting, and awe. Well, I know. Well, we were, we were waiting for that. What The interesting thing is the charges. The charges are conspiring to commit racketeering, conspiring to commit money laundering, copyright infringement, aiding and abetting copyright infringement. The last two are not extraditable offences. Yeah, now, the, the other, exactly, and the first two... Uh, racketeer, uh, related to racketeering and money laundering are both conspiring to commit. I wonder, exactly. I, I wonder, I'm no lawyer, but it'd be interesting to see whether those are extraditable offences, they're conspiring to. Yeah, conspiracy to. I suspect, Surely yes, it would only but, be proven. Well, I have a feeling that, that they probably are extraditable offences. Well, at least one of them must be an extraditable offence. Mm. Well, otherwise, th- yeah, otherwise, otherwise, otherwise they wouldn't be able to extradite. Probably the racketeering one. No, I would think it's actually the money laundering. Money laundering? Yeah, well, I yeah, about definitely. Money laundering. After, yeah. after, the, after the big terrorism hoo-ha, yeah. all of those. I think yeah, that's, that's the one that has so teeth. That's, yeah, that's one that's got teeth these days. So you're right, it's probably that one. That's the key there. But the conspiracy to commit, it's not like we're, you know, we're charging you with racketeering. It's we're mm. charging you with conspiracy to commit racketeering. Which is probably Which is, worse from from a American law perspective. Well, I don't know how the law is in the in the states, but there must be. You know, you must have. Surely, it's surely it's worse of, if you actually do do something instead of 
conspire to do something. Well, no, because if you do it yourself, it's just you. If you're conspiring to do it, you're doing it with other people. Not necessarily. Conspiring doesn't mean with others, does it? And it doesn't mean yet you actually did it. Conspiring just means you're uh, you're planning. You, you, yeah, you're making you have plans a conspiracy so. of one. I think so. I think yes. it yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be with with others. Conspiring. Ask any. Isn't that just a secret? That's <laughs> uh, still a it's conspiracy. Like plans. Yeah, yeah. It's like a plan. <laughs> I mean, look. Obviously, with money laundering, there has to be someone else anyway at the other at the other end. Otherwise, yeah, you're not really. Oh yeah, somebody's yeah, somebody's yeah. laundering somebody's money. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Anyway, and Kim has until August. That's when the date for the extradition hearing is. So we'll see what happens then. Mm. Now, kind of related to that is the fact that the MPAA, that's the Motion Picture Association of America, if you didn't know, is now turning its sights on Hotfile. Yes. It it was a matter of time. Now that they've been successful with Mega Upload, taking that down, all all of the other file File sharing sharing sites sites. are going to get targeted. Mm. So the different file sharing sites are really going to have to crack down on their ability to Search. sift out infringement. But there has to be a limit as to how much. I mean, well, precisely because you know, once again we're getting to the point. We're getting to the fact that the MPAA and and all of these different associations want to put the onus for checking on the different providers. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do it themselves. Yeah. It's well, they can't afford to do it themselves. Yeah, it's costing them lots of money and they don't want to do that. So they want to make everybody else check to make sure that they're not doing any, nobody's doing anything wrong on their systems, mm-hmm. which means it's putting all that onus on those providers, which means those providers then have to go through and redo all of their privacy statements saying that, no, we're not going to keep your information private. Yes, we are going to read everything that you do on here because we have to. And then we're going to kick you off we're going to remove the stuff that you put up that may or may not infringe depending on whether or not it meets these different criteria. Well, it's not only going to impact existing websites either. It's actually going to have an overall chilling effect on innovation and Mm. stop new companies from entering the market. Mm. Whether it's in file sharing itself or just or providing any service which allows users that you have no control over to participate in your service, because the the yeah you're going to end up in those situation where nobody's going to want to put up any sort of social networking site Mm -hmm. because if somebody posts a link to something, you're going to get taken down for racketeering or money laundering or whatever. Yeah, and, and um, the whole site can get taken down. Yeah, and the whole site will get taken down because somebody posted a link to something. And you've got I mean, to make sure that you've got some system which allows for you to go through and check every single thing that's posted or every link that's posted or every file that's linked yeah. to see whether or not it is an infringing file. And are you going to do that in an automated way, checking you know, digital fingerprints? Did and- you hear about the, the Americans taking the, uh, the Canadian gambling sites.com address off them? No. What, what was the <laughs> yeah, story there? Yeah, that was, that was like uh, a, week, a week or two ago. The, mm. I can't remember the name of the Canadian site, but it was a gambling site. It's like Bocker or, or something like that. Yeah. And um, the, the gambling site themselves kind of didn't care because they've got .nets and .tas and like a whole range of other names, and they'd, they'd <laughs> already started using those as their primary ones anyway. So it kind of had no effect on And what on was the, the reason the, the .com was taken? 
because there was a court case in Maryland, I believe it was, that the Canadian gambling site was advertising to Maryland residents where it's actually illegal in the state of Maryland to do online casino, online gambling. Oh my God! Yeah. So were they actually having, uh, you know, on their website saying, "Hey, you in Maryland, come and gamble here," or yeah, was not, it just the fact that it was, it was a online on, web, yeah. an online casino, which was accessible from Maryland? Oh, th- th- there were probably banner ads on other websites and that sort of stuff as well. The kind but of but as long as the, those other ran- banner ads but, did not but, specifically say, "Hey, Maryland," exactly. but the twist, the twist is that. The .com address wasn't even registered in the U.S. It was registered in Canada. But because yeah. VeriSign are the top-level administrators of the .com, it turns out they have the power to just revoke it anyway. Yeah, it's because .com is kind of always been this this global but American-only sort of thing. It's like mm. everything's got a .com because it's kind of become universal as the company one, but it was so it turns it's always out, originally been intended for just sort of, mm. I guess, US ish. But it's it, always it been turns out that US, the same, but, same applies to .NETs and .orgs as well. Yeah, because like the they are those top, those top yeah. generic levels They're which have always, by been, have always been kind of US ish, but are so global that they have been used globally. Mm-hmm. So the lesson is even though. Even though it's registered in a different different country, the America service is in a different country. American can claim jurisdiction because so America of is, is, is claiming super jurisdiction over those three domains. Well, it all comes, I, it all I comes bet they down. They claim super jurisdiction over every dot something domain that is not based off a country code. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on a sec. It, well, they're probably trying that, but it comes down to whether the registrar is in the US. Now, I'm pretty sure, and uh, listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure they will. I'll get all this mail come through. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are no non-US registrars for .com. The ones you go through in your local country are they're just... They're all resellers. Exactly. They're just reselling. Yeah, and, yeah. All, and That's because the, the and master that, registrar the same, is Verisign. But isn't Verisign... Most, yeah, isn't Verisign the... Sorry, isn't Verisign what? Isn't Verisign the master domain registrar for all of the single tops, top level ones? No, only .com, net, and org. Uh, yeah, but there's others. Also, I think they're not the only. They're not the sole registrars. Are they also no, there are other yes, ones. They are. Yeah. And triple X. Oh, there oh you I go. don't know about triple X. Are you saying, Al? Are you saying they're the only registrar? The only top level, like Uber registrar. They're the ones that have ultimate authority. Everyone else selling a dot com is basically reselling through Verizon. At least that's the way the story I read sort of. Well, sold. that's the way I understood the yeah. way that those yeah. were. There is yeah. only one actual real registrar. The rest are just resellers. Because I was under the understanding that there are quite a number of registrars, but they're all US-based. Uh, so hopefully I'm wrong. Well, and, and if, either if, way, if, if, you're, you just if you've got a domain out, name that has a, a single top level, <laughs> something dot something. Do your research then, and find out yeah, who, who it's actually registered through. And if, you're, if the actual, it's not just who you've registered through, but who the actual authorized registrar is. Mm-hmm. The authorized information. Sign, 
If it's an American-based fund, then you can be sure that the American government will have their say and take you off the internet if they don't like you. Lots of double talk there, but I think the message still got through. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got there in the end. Look, let's leave the show there. I think we've covered uh, pretty much everything. Al, I want to thank you very much for joining us on the uh, panel this week. It was a great talk. It was. It was. Uh, we had some good debate there. And Brett, I presume you'd agree with that too. Yes, indeedy. Excellent. Well, thank you also, and thanks to our listeners, most importantly, for making the show what it is. And we hope that you join us again next week for episode one fifty-eight. Until then, goodbye, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye.